you are the podcast master. My guest this week is professional bull rider Dalen Swearingen, a young man that already in, in a very short amount of time has an incredible resume in the world of professional bull riding. But what's cool to me about this conversation is you're going to hear and get to know one of the more quiet and reserved guys in the bull riding locker room that I'm around every single weekend. Really kind of get to know this guy. You don't hear him talk much. He's not very uh, outgoing, if you will. But when you sit down, you really get to know him. He's one of the one of the coolest guys we have in the locker room. You'll hear about Dalen qualifying to the PBR World Finals, the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. You'll hear about how a kid from New York became a Canadian champion. We'll figure all that out in this conversation. And how, honestly... Uh, Dalen went from becoming a high school national champion bareback rider to switching gears and becoming one of the best bull riders in the world. It's a really interesting and unique conversation with Dalen Swearingen. I hope you guys will enjoy it. And if you enjoy uh, watching the PBR on, on TV every single weekend, I know you're going to really enjoy kind of getting to know Dalen. Uh, really fun conversation. Before we jump into that, want to remind everybody about my friends at Beck's sunglasses, not just sunglasses. They've got eyeglasses, reading glasses. Matter of fact, Megan got a pair of glasses that she wears um, on a regular basis, and they're not sunglasses. They're prescription glasses, but you probably know them because they're the most comfortable and affordable sunglasses on the market. In my opinion, they're the best. They are not only comfortable and affordable, but they're stylish as well. And I know we're getting into the winter months, but the sun is still shining. You heard me say they're affordable. I'm going to help save you a little bit more money. When you log on to BexSunglasses.com, I want you to use the code MATT20 at checkout. I'm going to save you a chunk of cash. That's BexSunglasses.com. And when you go to checkout, make sure you use the code MATT, M-A-T-T, two zero my personal favorites the jaybirds wear them every day really loving the wesley's i know everybody is digging those so log on to becksunglasses.com make sure you use the code matt 20 also want to send a big shout out to wsm auctioneers longtime partners of ours most importantly they're dear dear friends of megan and myself but remind you guys that if you're not already make sure you follow them at wsm underscore auctioneers on instagram why because they have an incredible auction the second Saturday of every month and you can watch and bid and buy from wherever you are in the world. That's right. You could be sitting at home on your couch and still log on, maybe pick up a, you know, a, a, a new automobile. Maybe you're into heavy machinery. Maybe I got a gun cabinet the other day from WSM auctioneers. They, they, they have so much and I have people ask me about them all the time. My best advice is just give them a follow at WSM underscore auctioneers on Instagram. And if you come to the PBR finals in November, <clears throat> excuse me, let me know. Uh, shoot me a DM. Let me know what your plan for the PBR world finals is. And if you don't already have your schedule laid out, or if you do, change it because Friday, November 5th, 10 a.m. sharp, we're going to get things underway. It is the Matt West Charity Cornhole Tournament. That's right. We're bringing it back after a year off last year in Texas uh, because of, you know, COVID. Matt West Charity Cornhole Tournament is back, benefiting the Western Sports Foundation, and this year presented by WSM Auctioneers. So if you want to get registered, <clears throat> two people, teams, you're going to get to rub shoulders and actually play cornhole with and against the best bull riders in the world and the stars of the PBR. But most importantly, we're going to raise money for an incredible organization, the Western Sports Foundation. Matt West Charity Cornhole Tournament, Friday, November 5th, 10 a.m. Be registered by 930. Make sure you get there, get all your, your goodie bags and everything so we can get started at 10 a.m. If you want to get signed up, pre-register, easy. All you have to do is is go to my Instagram page, that's at Matt L. West, and just click the link in my bio. That's right, Charity Cornhole Tournament, Friday, November 5th, 10 a.m., during the PBR World Finals. Super excited about the PBR Finals. Hope you guys are, too. I know one guy that's excited is my guest this week, young Dalen Swearingen. Sorry I made you wait. I mean, <laughs> no, here I am. Good. I asked you to be on the podcast, and then I make you wait. I had to get a workout in, man. <laughs> yeah. I, if I don't get a workout in, I'm super... 
Uh, well, my wife would say I'm super cranky. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I've got to get a workout in every day, especially on a work day. Because if I don't before work, man, my my head's all cloudy, and, and I just I don't know. My day's off. Just helps relieve everything. It does. Yeah. Got to get a stress relief. Like, yeah. do you have anything that you do like that you have to do on game day or? Not really that I have to do, but like sometimes I'll play a little Call of Duty. Wait, what? <laughs> on, my, on, my, on my iPad. <laughs> really? What are yeah. you, six? <laughs> so, Just something to kind of... <laughs> are you a gamer? <laughs> no, I'm not a gamer, but when I'm bored, like, there's not much to do without going and paying, like, right. Uber and somewhere far away. Or it's to expensive do... on the road. Yeah. So it's just something I can do in my room and so after it... I get a little stretching and everything. Is it just Call of Duty or are you... Yeah, just a... Call of Duty. Really? Yeah. Man, I feel like there's a market there. I feel like, I, I feel like your agent should have a what's it called? Twitch. Do you know what Twitch is? Uh. Uh-uh. Where people like watch you play video games or jump on and play. <laughs> like they pay to see like celebrities and stuff play video games and jump know, on. Not and that chat. good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. People yeah. suck. Yeah. But I, like I don't think there's any cowboys that are playing video games and and twitching or whatever it is. Yeah, I guess not. You, man, that's a that's an untapped resource. That's a moneymaker. You know what? I'm going to be your new agent. <laughs> Screw that other guy. I don't, I'm going to be... No, I think that'd be... That's cool. I never would have pictured you as a guy to sit down and just play Call of Duty. Yeah. I've never, I've never played it. Yeah. Just on my iPad, just like when I'm sitting in the airport and when I'm sitting around the hotel. So You're just, not... A, I don't like to just sit... I don't like really watching TV or same. anything like that, so same. it's a little better. Uh, and and if you're like me, when I watch TV, I just get mad. Yeah. Because I'm a news junkie. I... And now my wife's not on the road with me, so I've been sitting around watching news. So now I'm just mad yeah. all the time. Yeah. I uh I don't yeah, I never really got into games. That's that's crazy. I never expected that. Um why? Like wh- I mean, wh- was there somebody else that you saw doing it or uh, my buddy Riley he played it and we were just sitting around the hotel one day and he's like, "Oh, join this game." And then then kind of in college um, we kind of got to playing it and I just yeah, <laughs> I but played every now and then. Okay. So do you like link up and play with people Yeah, in other areas? Yeah. Like I play, like I don't really play with people that I know, but, um, play like, like, on, like teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I see, I think our, I think random fans would be paying to yeah. play with, <laughs> with Dale. I, I just think that's crazy. Um, yeah, never was a thing for me. Cause when I was in college, we didn't really have all that technology to play with. Like, if you were, if you're in a room with your buddies, okay, then you guys could play the same game. Yeah, that stuff didn't exist, man. Yeah, like we barely had cell phones. You're, he's he's over there laughing, like, <laughs> yeah, he he knows, he knows. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. Here's a moment of honesty. I was I was a little bit nervous about this podcast. You're just looking at me. <laughs> I, I'm I I told you last night we did a little live TV deal for yeah. Pluto. And I said, I need more than yes, sir. <laughs> and you, now you're getting back into that mode. I said, I, I said, I just need more than yes, sir. We got to feel like like 13 or 15 <laughs> minutes. Give me more than yes, sir. Yeah, I kind of struggle with that, but I feel like I've definitely gotten better from like if you look at um, my first ever interview is just yeah. just like yeah, like super. Uh, yeah. And I still get I still get that way. I just. Um, like I said last night, I just feel better. Like like I can learn more from listening than um, t- talking. It's funny because you said that last night, right before we went on camera. I actually wrote, and I can show you. I wrote that in my notes here. Yeah, I'm stealing it. That's <laughs> that's an Instagram uh, tag this week. I'm 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 gonna wait until I post it before this podcast comes out, and then people are gonna go back and go, "Oh, you stole that from Daylight." <laughs> I love that man. Where'd you get that? Uh, that whole mentality. Yeah, it's just something kind of. Um, I've always kind of grew up with it, I guess. Yeah, you. Uh, you think it's because of this guy in the room? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I tell everybody. Tell everybody we, we've got an audience. Yeah, I think we're gonna drag you on the podcast here in a minute. But tell everybody who's in the room with us. Yeah, my dad's not. Um, he's here with us. Here with us today. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people that listen to this will probably know him as uh, a stock contractor. Yeah, he's a stock contractor. Uh, sold sold his rodeo company, and um, and now he's <laughs> now he's retired. He just took a big sigh of relief. He doesn't know what to do with himself. So so uh, well, I mean, I think this is a pretty good pretty good start. Just hanging out with you on the road. Yeah, he came. He's this is the second one he's come to, and um, and we're gonna go back. And he's he still has a 
an obsession with bugging horses, and we're gonna go back and buck fifty colts that have never been bucked. <laughs> that wait, I mean, just still horses that you have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I who's who's getting on them? Uh, we just got a dummy, and then um, Eli he'll probably get on a couple, but just dummy like most of them have never even had a dummy trip. Who's Eli? Um, he's uh, just a guy back there. He no, he, he lives with me in Texas now. Okay. Um, uh, but he he rides saddle Bronx. He's actually ex Amish. Oh really? Uh, yeah. That's so interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Like those guys have it. It's it's different, man. We we complain about a lot of stuff, but like they they leave everything yeah they're leaving their families and and a lot of them like does he still have contact with his family i mean not really contact uh his one brother has left amish and um he go he go he, i think he, he went back there this year but like they don't really go back off like they can't talk to their parents and stuff so often, they don't have you know? cell phones and stuff yeah. right and they're kind of like i'm not gonna say they're not really welcome back but they're just it's just kind of there's a tension you know they left yeah what their parents believe in you know yeah and um man that would be so hard like i, I don't understand i was having this conversation with my wife the other day I don't, I don't understand how people can mistreat their dogs or you know kick their dogs out and be mad at their dogs for very long much less you know you you're, you're you're leaving everything yeah everything and to to lose that contact that'd be tough it, i think it shows like the strength of a person they're they're stronger than what we realize yeah yeah, for sure. And you realize how strong you you have to be. So, um, speaking of riding horses, I think a lot of PBR fans don't realize that uh, you you actually rode was it bareback horses? Yeah, I rode barebacks and saddle broncs. But you were a national high school champion in the bareback riding, right? Yeah, yeah, in the bareback riding. Um, I've always I kind of started riding ponies and stuff. Um, my mom, she we actually we're gonna make like a little Roman riding team. And then my uncle, um, my uncle Kenny, he wait bought- you 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 were gonna do like, man, I just pictured you in like the 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 tight <laughs> like bright white <laughs> pants with the fringe and the stars and stripes, like yeah, like that's the direction you were yep. headed. Yep, that's the direction I was headed. Good decision to keep riding bulls instead. <laughs> yeah. <head. laughs> my mom was a trick rider, <laughs> and so I guess it was just kind of which I did do like a little act with a. Um, with a clown, and I Roman ride it, and and then uh, Dusty he would kind of come in and do like a little act with it. Um, but my mom was like, that was a way that we could get to the rodeo, yeah. and it'd help pay for Absolutely. us going. And my brother he did do that. He had a little whip act, and um, before um, Sam and my mom were married, um, that's what that's how we got to the rodeo. Is kind of. My brother, he did a whip act, and then I'd ride and kind of do some stuff. But um, well, I mean, you're there, yeah. And, and I think that people sometimes miss uh, misinterpret the rodeo lifestyle, and they think that everybody in rodeo just has it set and it's it's made. And like like even you guys, they see you guys on TV, and they think. I, I remember watching TV for the longest time. Everybody I saw on my TV screen was rich. Yeah didn't matter but it's not necessarily always the case like if you can go somewhere and you can find something to do to make an extra buck or to help pay the bills by god you you figure out how to do it yeah yeah for sure and especially like my mom like my mom was a single mom for a while Mm -hmm. and we lived with our grandparents and my mom was going to school to be a nurse and um it was a lot taking two boys to the rodeos every weekend and paying our little entry fees to get on steers and stuff and um so a lot of credit to my mom like she's worked her butt off to right. get us there and um that just kind of helped us get still there. a nurse yeah she's still a nurse she's actually a traveling nurse now and um she works in plano as a traveling nurse so how's that i mean is it has it been tough on her the last year and a half uh it kind of like not not really too bad but i know when she worked up here in new york right. new york she worked in a covid unit and like she sent me her outfit and it was pretty in like the COVID. It was like she was covered from head to toe. Like, Looked like right, a like a spaceman. <laughs> yeah, like going to work on aliens or something. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Like I mean, and, and now uh, again, I'll, I'll look at the TV as I watch the news and to think about. It, I just watched a thing where um, a guy is is being 
escorted out of his job. He's one of two guys that help run this machine that, that basically keeps people alive during open heart surgery. And because he refuses to get vaccinated, like he's losing his job. And I mean, that's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I hate what I'm seeing now and not to get too political, but this ain't, this has jack shit to do with politics. I hate to see people that sacrifice so much through this whole pandemic now losing their jobs because they just want the freedom of choice. Yeah. Anyways, I won't, I won't put you in that corner where, where we get into that conversation, but, um, and that's cool. So, so mom's a nurse and still just plugging away through all of this madness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's, she's a really hard worker and, um, yeah. So you started getting on ponies. Yeah, so my so anyways, back Sorry, to the story. Yeah. <laughs> my uncle bought me and my brother two little bareback riggings for the ponies. Okay. How old are you? Uh, I don't know. We're like like right around 10 maybe. Okay. Yeah, 10 or 12. Well, he bought us these two little riggings and we had a buck and shoot at my grandpa's and uh we'd go down and buck the ponies. And the one pony would buck a little bit, the other one you just had to keep kind of hit him every time and he'd buck every now and then <laughs> but that's kind of how he got started riding um the ponies and uh then just kind of i didn't I actually started riding saddle bronx bef- big horses before i started riding barebacks because barebacks is kind of it's way more demanding and it's mm-hmm. just um i wasn't ready for it yeah. physically just to kind of keep my body feeling good man i see so many of these kids that get on these little mini ponies and they're just getting jerked around and getting the the ever-living snot beat out of them i'm like man it's almost borderline child abuse sometimes like your body's not ready for that yeah no and like nowadays like they'll have the binds and everything and they don't even know like little guys don't even know how it works so they get off the wrong way they're actually hung up in there like when I was riding ponies, I didn't have a bind or anything. That, yeah, you, you got to learn. You got to yeah. you got to be able to be safe first and foremost, and then learn technique and things like that. Yeah. How old were you when you started getting on bulls? Um, my first bull I probably got on is uh, was Carmelo, and I don't know, I was probably like twelve or thirteen getting on Carmelo. Okay, you're getting corrected. Yeah, I'm okay. getting corrected. I guess I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, okay, so for a lot of kids, that's that's a little bit later yeah. to start getting on bulls. Yeah. Um, you're past the point of uh, mom or dad pulling the bull rope so tight that it cuts the circulation off your fingers. Yeah. You know, like, that, like I, I've never understood that. Yeah, which, like, my parents have never, like, when I get down in there, they right. don't really have a part of it. Right. Um, but... Uh, I know like a lot of parents push like get pu- like a lot of kids get pushed too hard by their parents and I saw that definitely I grew up in the wrestling and that's really hard for a kid like they have so they have such good talent already they don't need to be pushed they'll do it if they want to do it you gotta love it yeah you gotta you can't love be it. forced into it no uh, a lot of parents live vicariously through their kids yeah yeah uh, for sure and I love the fact that you said once you once you got in there you're on your own, you're doing your own thing. You're, yeah. you know, you obviously have a tremendous support system, but lets you do your thing. Yeah. It's more enjoyable that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then like afterwards they put their criticism, right. criticism in, but during it, that's my time. That's where you kind of figure it out for yourself. My parents went, when I was, I loved baseball. I, I wanted to play baseball my whole life. And, uh, and then basketball and all through high school, my parents knew not to yell and scream, not just at me, but at coaches or referees. Like, I can't stand that. Like, like I'm all about yelling and cheering for, for support. But if you yell at a player or a referee or a coach, I just want to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Ch- uh, my dad at the wrestling tournaments, he'd get a little... He did, uh, but uh, sometimes it was needed, and sometimes it probably just wasn't in my favor. So he was fine. he was arguing about it. But <laughs> like I would just give like my parents knew uh, they they were, but my parents are super shy, super reserved. Anyways, like yeah. they're not not that way, and 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 I think that's where I got a lot of my shyness. Yeah, for the longest time, because man, I didn't like talking in front of. I honestly. Way more like you in the sense of being quiet. Yeah. When I'm not doing something like this, I, I just, I just want to listen and watch, yeah. man. 
you can learn more that way. <laughs> yes, sir. I uh, no. So so wrestling. Most people that get into wrestling are either like hardcore in it or they they tap out and it's like it wasn't for me. What were you? We were pretty into it. I mean, um, so I was homeschooled. Okay. Up until I think ninth grade was my first year of homeschooling. Okay. Um, so your whole high school was homeschool. No. So we in New York State, you couldn't homeschool and be part of academic sports. Right. So we'd homeschool, and then we'd go to school in the wintertime. Then we'd jump back into homeschooling. So we would... So you'd just go to school in the wintertime. You really cheated hard. the system, man. <laughs> Didn't learn nothing, really. <laughs> but we cheated. We wrestled. <laughs> that's all. I love that, actually. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to do it, man. Yeah, uh, it was way too hard going to school all year and traveling and rodeoing and... But we did, and our teachers were good with it. Like, they knew that, like, I didn't wrestle my senior year, but um, they just knew, you know. Yeah. Was it was it hard, like, classmates and stuff? Was it was it weird to just bounce in and be there for a little while and then bounce out? Not really. Um, I mean, I just kind of kept to myself kind of in wrestling season. Like, I'd, I'd have to work out during lunch, like, and stuff like that. So it was kind of... It was a school that I grew up going to when I was younger, and then we moved to a different school about an hour away. And then we, re- when we went back to wrestle, we went back to wrestle for that school. Did you think you were going to go to college and wrestle or anything like that? Was it that serious? Or no, I never thought that. I really? mean, college wrestling's a whole different yeah. level, and yeah. Um, but I do think wrestling kind of helped me. It was something to do in the wintertime up here, and it, I enjoyed it because. I don't want to be on a team like, like we were on team, but at the end of the day, it was our deal. It's kind of similar to bull riding, and I think wrestling is one of the most uh, essential things in teaching discipline. I never wrestled, but every wrestler I know, everything I know about it, everybody I've ever talked to it, the the one common denominator with every wrestler on the planet is. You, it's instilled in you for, for every second is is discipline. Yeah, carries over into what you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it has to. Yeah, and like, I kind of get burned out wrestling because I'd want to go start riding, get on some, get on some right. bulls and stuff like that, and and so like at the end of the season, I was always kind of burned out. But kind of looking back now, I wish I kind of like it was just a short period in my t- life mm-hmm. where I wish I would have gave it just a little bit more. Like, yeah. Um, I went to this, I made it to States one year and I went to a rodeo in between and broke my foot and well, I went to the doctor on Monday and they couldn't see that I was broken. So I kept like working out, getting on the bike and like, and I was just, it worse. Yeah. And then, so then we went back and they said, once the swelling kind of goes down a little bit, come back in and, and it was broken and stuff. And how mad was the coach? Oh, uh, he was pretty, he was pretty mad. I think that was the the year um, that we were. I think we ended up fifth. Our team ended up fifth in the state. Yeah. I think that year, or fifth or tenth. Um, but like we had a we took a pretty good little team to states, and it kind of fell apart. Could right have been end. better. Yeah, we had a we had kind of like a bad news bears team. Like it was a good team. <laughs> it was a good team, but we had some poor sports and we didn't like losing on our team. Bad news bears are wrestling. That's awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was the bad news bears, but it was just the way our team was. It was it, different. I mean, yeah. It was way different. Um, I want to go back. I think it's one of the biggest, uh, I think it's a shame. I'll say it like that. I think it's an absolute shame that schools don't recognize rodeo as sport, as a high school sport. Yeah, I think it. I think they're killing kids. I, I mean, not killing literally, but I think they're they're ruining a lot of kids. Uh, you know, really important years. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah, you got to be away from school. But I mean, we learn now. Now all of a sudden, we're doing school on computers. So you're telling me that kids had to be in school instead of rodeo. But now they can set it home and just do it on a computer. Yeah, I, and I think that was kind of cool when, like, when we were, went out to like Wyoming and stuff. You'd see it wasn't a team, but it was a like a high school club and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they were still promoting it, and I think that kind of 
should definitely come back into play. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, it's, play. I think it's incredibly important, especially yeah. people that live in, in like our lifestyle and the way we grew up. Like where I'm at, it's very rural. Um, I'm assuming kind of the same where you're at. Pretty country. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's like the way kids grow up, and and that's just part of life. And to take that away from them and say, nope, the only real sports are baseball, basketball, football, bullshit. Yeah. I mean, because the the at the end of the day, there's more people going to make a living in the rodeo world than there is leaving your high school to go play basketball or football. That's just the reality of it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, anyways, I, we're, we'll both be on the school board someday. <laughs> we'll make a lot of changes. Okay, uh, New York. Everybody hears New York, and they automatically think, what? That you live in New York City? Yeah, right in the city. It's and not that way, man. No, it's not that way. And I know one time at the high school finals, we were sitting up, like, we'd always go watch all the um, – all the, all the days or whatever, uh, yeah. all the just sit and watch all the perfs. Yeah, and one day I heard one of the kids was coming out in the bull riding in New York, and somebody was behind me, and uh, they were from Texas or something. And they said, oh, "I heard that these kids qualify riding mechanical bulls." What? <laughs> and it was pretty funny because then the next day I went out and won the first round there. But <laughs> it was just funny to kind of hear that. Like I didn't say nothing. I just kind of like laughed and like. They don't know. They just don't. I don't know. Did you hear last night? Flint actually brought that up. Yesterday at lunch, we're in, uh, as we do this, we're in Manchester, New Hampshire. I really had to think about where I was at. <laughs> um, but we're in Manchester, New Hampshire, and he said at lunch yesterday, they were sitting in a booth, and the people next to him, in the booth next to him, were talking about they're they're having some kind of bull riding at the arena. And the waiter was like, yeah, I don't know if they ride real bulls or mechanical bulls or what that is. <laughs> And he said that you just sit there and you stop and you think some people really just have no clue yeah. what like is normal for us. It's crazy to think that. Yeah, and we were doing like the elite seats yesterday, and there was there's kids there that had never seen a real life bull or yeah. cow or really anything. Yeah. Like they just see what they see every day here, and uh, and I think it's kind of good to yeah, absolutely. Um, like we we always. I, it breaks my heart. We go to some of these cities and we'll see, like, especially like New York city, places like that. And we'll see people with their dogs taking them to those little bitty strips of like artificial grass that are like 10 foot long. And you think, man, that's the only time those dogs will ever see grass is like twice a day. And it's like 10 foot long. That's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like my dog, like I know when I travel with my dogs, they kind of, I have to I have to go find grass so they use the bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. Like ours, they don't like being inside, you know. Like yeah. My dog will randomly go out the dog door and just go for walks by himself. Walk through the backyard just yeah. through the grass. Yeah. He's nuts. Um I have no idea what I was getting ready to say. It doesn't even matter. I was going to bounce. What were we just talking about before the dogs? Talking about how... I chase squirrels really bad. Oh, the mechanical bulls, how some people just don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then you started talking about the elite seats. So if you don't know what the elite seats are and you come to one of our PBR events, you can actually come in to the building early. You see behind the scenes, you get to see us do our our production rehearsals and sit and visit with, you know, usually Flint, um, a bull rider, a stock contractor. Do you like doing those? I enjoy doing them. I mean, I, normally Flint does all the talking. Right. I just kind of sit there and smile. Um, but I enjoy meeting because new I, I've done some with you in, in the past, and I've also sat and watched you do them with other people and some of the some of the other guys, not just you, but you'll just sit there and not say anything. Like you're not going to jump in and talk if unless you're brought into it. And I'm the exact opposite. Like like those people are there to see you. I want you talking the whole time. I, I just I'm curious because I I still have a hard time talking to small groups. Yeah, you put me in an arena full of twenty thousand people. Let's go, game on! Because it's almost like it's not real to me. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, like I'm still shy, but I can be somebody different, right? Yeah. But you put me in front of a small group like that, I get super nervous. So I was curious, like it, it doesn't bother you? You're pretty good with it now. I think, like I still like. If unless somebody asked me like yesterday was probably the most talking I've done all year. Really? At a, in the elite seats like but if they like talk then I 
talk back. But yeah. like, I'm not just gonna start talking, and I'm just not. Yeah, I'm just gonna listen. You're like I am. If I walk into a room, I'm okay if nobody knows I'm in there. Yeah, like I'm I'm completely fine with just being in the corner. Yeah, um, not everybody's that way. Some people like <laughs> demand that attention right as they walk in. Yeah. Uh, who do you travel with most of the time? Um, mostly just travel kind of by myself. Do you? Yeah. It's better that way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about anybody else's timeline. And that's why like, I drive everywhere we go. Yeah. I don't like being on somebody else's schedule. Yeah. It's it, it's way easier. Probably way cheaper that way, too. Yeah. And I was kind of nervous. Like We got Jen sent out a um, text saying that American was starting to cancel their flights. And I was flying out yesterday. So I was kind of getting a little nervous. Like I waited, I was just gonna fly up here. That like I try to fly out the same day and yeah. something else to do. And I got a little nervous that American was gonna start canceling their flights. Okay, so. especially coming here because you didn't have the best luck coming here last yeah, time. Yeah, no, <gasps> no. Last time I got here right as the um, intermission was going on. So there's only two sections after the intermission and I got, and I was the next section after the intermission. We talked about this on the, the opening for Pluto yesterday. So when we were here last year, January or February of 2020, right? Yeah. It was still right in the dead of winter. We went into the building. It was a nice evening. We stayed after the show, a lot of us, and watched, I think it was Cowboy Cerrone and Conor McGregor, the UFC fight. And when we left the building that night, our cars were all buried in snow. It was that bad, the weather. It sucked. I don't like cold weather. Yeah. I don't like snow. I don't know how the people up here deal with it, right? <laughs> I would lose my mind. Um, but you're traveling in to, did you fly into Manchester or somewhere close? Do you know? I was supposed to fly into manchester and ended up flying into boston but i was which is at least an hour drive away with no traffic right yeah with good road conditions right no traffic yeah it's a lie yeah (laughs) when when the roads are clear yeah and um i know like i was at a rodeo the night before and it was a world's toughest somewhere i think it was like in indianapolis or something and um had a flight out of there the next morning well, when I walked out from the bull riding that night in Indianapolis or wherever it was, there was snow everywhere, and there was no snow on the ground when we went in, but there was some on the way. So anyways, they, I got to the airport the next morning, and they canceled my flight, so I rented a car there at 21 years old. It's not easy renting a car. Or cheap. Or cheap, so I had to pay a bunch of money, and I drove two hours to to a bigger airport, and then they flew me to Boston, and then my dad picked me up, and... My daddy's a really slow driver on good road conditions, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a re- he's really slow driver. Same. Um, yeah. My dad's the same way. But let me tell you something. It won't be long. It won't be long, and you'll be going, man, I'm starting to act like dad. <laughs> uh, it, uh, hey, I've become an old man lately. I was talking about this this week. I, I never could understand why... The grandpas of the world and the old men of the world would always say, man, we need a rain. We need a rain bad. Not me. I hate the mud. <laughs> I hate that crap. But the last few weeks, I've been sitting around going, man, we need a rain bad. <laughs> and it poured this week, and I just sat there and I went, man, it sure is good to get that rain. <laughs> I, like I'm telling you, and I it used to piss me off so bad. I'd get in a car, a car or the truck with my dad. I, it still does. Don't get me wrong. Um he drives so slow, never gets in a hurry, and I get so irritated. But then I notice when I'm driving home from the gym or the office or whatever, hell, I'm cruising at like 50 miles an hour. I just, I don't get in a hurry. You slow down. I'm telling you, right now, you slow down when you get older. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that'd be good for my insurance. I start slowing down. Uh-oh. <laughs> start getting older then. Is it uh, is it bad? You already got some things piling up on you? Yeah, it's it's. I've gotten a lot better. And it's starting to go down. Are, are we wrecks or are we uh, other little... I've had a few little wrecks and uh, just mostly speeding tickets. Same, dude. I, how old are you, 22? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I went on a pretty good speeding ticket run for a while there, too. Yeah. It's just, well, it's hard, like... like, live, like it's really... No, no, nothing <laughs> you're going to say right. It's really not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I like, guess There's a not. rule. We're supposed to follow it. Yeah. We just choose not to. It's not that hard. Yeah. But go ahead. Give me your excuse anyway. My excuse is... <laughs> The speed limit 
I went to Texas for college and come back up here for Christmas. Okay. And the speed limits down there are good. They're nice speed limits. Like, you like up, what, 75? 75 yeah. on a, you know, yeah. going through on a two lane. Yeah. And you come up here and 55 is fast on a two lane up here. And, you know, yeah. it's just, that's where they got me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should have been prepared for this. You only went to school in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> you changed things up. You should have been ready for, yeah, the, I for the adjustment. <laughs> yeah. I, and then you go to places like Montana and they put a speed limit sign up and it's like 80. Yeah. The way I judge it is you can go eight, nine miles over the speed limit and you're still within good grace. That's nine, almost 90 miles an hour up and down the road. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. And what's even worse is like when I've been up there and I'm like, man, I'm doing the speed limit and people just fly by you like yeah. you're not even moving. You fast driver. Yeah. There, there are a lot of straight roads out there so you can go fast. There is. <laughs> Drag there. strips. You got a heavy foot. Like down on the gas pedal, <laughs> yeah, I did bad, but no bad wrecks, right? Nothing, nothing crazy bad. Uh, He's giggling. One, t- I I flipped a car one time. You flipped a car. Me and my brother, we were going to um, wrestling practice actually, and I made like he was kind of he w- didn't want to put his seatbelt on. I was like, I'm not driving unless you put your seatbelt on. He's like, Well, then you put yours on. I'm That's like, responsible. I'm driving. I don't have to put my seatbelt on. You're sitting there. You have to put yours on. Just kind of more. How how old is he? He's like how how much of an age difference? Not even a year. Okay, but he's younger. Yeah. And you're telling him that he has to put his seatbelt on and you don't. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Yeah. You understand that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I was just trying to show that my dominancy. Right. Okay. I was you driving. Just... He didn't have his license. I had to drive him. <laughs> I'm the alpha here. Yeah. I'm the alpha male. Yeah. So so we're going to wrestling practice and I was going around a curb and going on a little too fast and we ended up flipping the car over in a ditch and um he was i feel like there's way more to it than that i no i just i was ready i was just kind of getting in a zone and my, when my zone is i guess my foot gets heavy on when i get in the zone i guess and, um, and so and you're going around a curve yeah and you just which i've drove this road lots of times i know that curves there highway Paved no, road? No, we're taking back road. Gravel don't, road. Don't even get service down this road or anything. It's a paved road. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I kind of went it almost went into the ditch, and if I would have went that way, we would have hit a tree, and it probably would have been a lot worse. So I like got it back over, and it happened. I feel like it happened slow, but I don't know how it happened. But anyways, the car flipped um, a little ways off the road down in the ditch. And uh, I ended up, like, on the ceiling of the car looking. I was on my brother's side when I ended up. And my brother's, like, I'm looking. Me and my brother were looking, like, face, face to face. face. And he's hanging, and he hits his seatbelt, and he falls down. And I'm like, hey, all right, don't call the cops. We're going to walk up. We're going to walk up here, and we're going to bring a tractor, and we're going to get this thing out of here. I don't want this going on my insurance and my parents' insurance. Well, I got kicked off my parents' insurance after that. But... <laughs> <laughs> but but you were both okay. Yeah, we were both okay. Thankfully. Yeah. Could have been way worse. It's a good thing he had that seatbelt on. Yeah. H- hanging upside down. Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. How, how mad were they? Um. Did you get, did you get in like serious I, trouble? I know I called, I called my dad. I didn't call my mom first. And they were just kind of more or less all right. Is dad the safe one that you can call? Yeah, I feel. I feel like 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 okay, this is gonna be bad either way. But if yeah. I had to pick one, yep. like yep. this is the way I'm going. Yeah, this is the way I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so what's your brother? I mean, like, what did he say? Nothing. Um, you guys oh, are- yeah, he said, "Well, you might as well turn the car off. We're not going nowhere." Because <laughs> I was kind of like, "All right, let's get out of here and let's just figure it out." While we walk up onto the top. We had to walk up like a little hill to get back on the road, and there's a kid already called the cops. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, it's amazing to me that that's the first thing you think of. Okay, we're not going to call the cops. Like, we're going to get a tractor. That's that's country kid right there. <laughs> we're going to get a tractor. We can do this. We got this. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you didn't get the tractor. We didn't get the tractor. No. And I know one of the – me and my brother were sitting there, and the fire trucks start coming and everything, and we're just standing there waiting for them to come. And the one guy pulls up, and he's like – he asked me if I knew this one, he said a girl's name, and he's like, 
All right, good. Don't get to know her because he didn't want me taking his daughter out. Oh, my And God. I was like, really? You're going to have to say that right now? <laughs> Now's not the time. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, um, we travel a lot. And I feel like every female that I know that's in that, say, 20, 20 to 25 range is like, hey, what's Dalen like? <laughs> Hey, what's a Dalen kid like? Hey, um, is he single? Like, I'm, I'm not your like. I'm sick of it. Is is it tough? Like, I mean, it's got to be tough being you, right? No, it's not tough. It's good. Of course, it's not <laughs> it's tough. I won't. I won't. I won't. We won't get personal. But uh, <laughs> you, you got to notice that. I mean, there's there's that out there in the world right now. Like, you, I know some of the guys on tour notice that the the attention from the ladies starts to get a little more when they're on TV and things like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it definitely does. And have you had know. any? Uh, have you had any weird fan interactions? Um, not 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 nothing super weird. Really? Yeah. Because there's some weird ones out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we, but we've got good fans. Mm-hmm. We really we, like. We're lucky, man. Yeah. Like I feel like other sports. I won't. I won't say any sports in particular. But weirdos, man. Yeah. So like, just being around them, they're they're different. Yeah. Our fans. Our fans are are really good and really passionate and really respectful. But they also because you guys are so. Um, you're, I mean, you're just out in the open. Yeah. Like you're so accessible. Mm-hmm. I feel like our fans almost feel like they they own a little bit of of what we do too. Yeah, you feel that way sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Like okay. they 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 own a little bit of your attention, and if they see you in a hotel lobby, you owe it to them to sit and visit. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like we do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like sometimes I just want to I just want to go from point A to point B. Yeah. And that's kind of something that I've really. Uh, like I used to always just wear my sponsor shirts. Mm-hmm. I just keep them now. I keep them in my gear bag and just kind of yeah, yeah. Because like we just we walk right through them at the end of it, you know. Yeah. So then, if you wear your sponsor shirt out there, you're gonna be there for for a good little while. After there's certain cities that you you learn to, um, you leave certain things like certain parts of your your attire you'll leave in the locker room. Yeah. Like there's certain cities where. When I'm getting ready to leave, I just kind of know. And so I'll put on like, I won't even wear jeans. I'll wear ATG pants or shorts <laughs> and throw a, a hoodie on and a ball cap and yeah. truck on out. Like, like I have no idea what there, there's what there's what's in town. I mean, for the most part, you just, it's part of it. But Yeah. I got funny. Like in Nashville, I wore a sponsor shirt back to the hotel. Well, this guy, he, we we're walking. Wait, wait, do you really mean back to the hotel or are you just... Because he's in here, you're not saying to the bar. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, we okay. Went back, we went back to the hotel. Okay. And All then right. changed and then went okay. to the bar. <laughs> but oh, um, so this guy's walking, we're walking back, and he just kept wanting to talk. And I talked for a little bit standing there, and then we started walking. And I don't know if, I know it was Jose's wife, and I think it was Claudio's wife, or some one of them. And they were walking in front of them and then their wives were right behind right in front of us and this guy's like i bet you get all kinds of girls and stuff like this and he's like how about you talk to them and i'm like no no sir <laughs> and he's like no no really just try this and he started yelling i was like no really you go talk to them and i like i stood back like i didn't want jose or anyone thinking that i was part of that but and then he saw jose and then he went and talked to jose the whole time but some people have no like situational awareness they they don't (laughs) have a clue yeah that's funny nashville's a nashville's an interesting town man yeah for sure it's back to wide open when we were there it was back to streets are packed people everywhere yeah nuts my favorite part of going to nashville is after the first night that we're in town seeing the the videos and the snapchats of certain people singing karaoke yeah one world champion in particular always cracks me up. I won't I won't say his name, but he lives in Texas. Uh might have been raised by the wolves. I don't know. But watching him sing karaoke to places or to people like Sir Mix a lot kills me. It's yeah. like you you see just different um you see different characteristics come out in, in our people. Yeah, for sure. I say this every week. We got a good locker room though. Uh-huh. Like 
and you're in there. I talk about what a well-mannered, very respectful kid you are. I say kid. What a, a respectful guy you are. Everybody in the locker room is pretty much that way right now. Yeah, for sure. It's not always that way. No. But we got a good locker room. Uh, when you were a kid, what was the goal? Getting into rodeo. What did you think? This is what this is what I'm want to do. This is what I want to achieve. Yeah, I knew I wanted to make a living rodeo, and I didn't really know. I was that it? You just wanted to make a living? Did you did you uh, want to be a world be, champion, bareback rider, champ. all of them, all around? I mean, what was it? Do you know? Uh, I know I wanted to be a world champ, and I think I always wanted to be a world champion bull rider. Yeah. That's kind of what I pursued. I went to multiple bull riding schools. I never. I went to like one bareback riding, saddle bronc riding school. Um, but most of it was influenced around bull riding. I went to a lot of Jerome Davis's bull riding schools. Um, Isn't he um, awesome? Yeah. He's one of my heroes. Yeah, for sure. Just not not necessarily because of what he achieved in the sport, but him and Tiffany both are are my hero because of the way they treat people. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's incredible. Every time I go there, it just I just always have a different perspective. Like everything... Like if I like I talked to Drum this morning, I was kind like I'm kind of I've been kind of letting some bulls take advantage of me out of, out of the box and like get, let me be get beat out of there and um, just some little things that uh, the way he kind of the way they talk to people, you know, mm-hmm. they just make them. Well, and and I think he's one of the masters of simplifying things. Yeah, for sure. So that it just makes you go, huh? Well, duh. Yeah. Like why? Uh, why didn't I think about it like that? Yeah, like I, th- I think I think he's one of the guys that could be. If people took advantage of it, I mean, I know we don't have coaches in this sport, but there are guys like Jerome. There's guys like Colby Yates. I think Colby Yates is one of the most incredibly gifted teachers our sport has. Yeah, he's so knowledgeable and he's so like he can see. Yeah, he's such a good eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to hear you, like you take advantage of that. You'll call him and talk to him about things. Yeah. And it was just like something little cause I was, um, I've kind of been getting like a hump in my back and the bulls have kind of been pulling me down. Yeah. And so I've been really trying to sit up a little bit more, Get that like, chest out. keep the chest up, but I'm getting a little like too tall with yeah. it. And then they're getting me back and it just because I was focusing on one thing, then I wasn't putting energy where it needed to be in yeah. the beginning of the ride. Like I just kind of have to, I forgot about one thing to fix another thing. Right. So. You get so hyper-focused on fixing that problem yeah. that the things you've been doing right become issues. Yeah. That's, I don't think people realize that about this sport is like, like you don't have any room for error. Like yeah, everything no. basically has to be perfect yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like if you, th- I know if I ever think like, Oh, I'm still on the bulls back or, Oh, I got to do this. Like, yeah, then you're you're thinking about it on the on the ground. We there's a lot of guys right now, and and Mason and I talked about this on the last podcast. Like, it gets to thinking too much, and, and you get to thinking and focusing on, I got to do this better. I got to do this better. That you forget to just do the things you know. Yeah. Like think about those things, but don't just stay so stuck on them that look at me. I, I don't know shit about like I'm, I've, I've been on one bull my whole life and it was the dumbest decision I ever made. <laughs> and I enrolled in the same college three times. So I've done some stupid things in my life. Um, but I mean, I, I see it. I can see guys that just think they're self out of position, man. Yeah. And I think when you get to thinking like, that's why, like, if I'm doing, like, if my mind's busy, kind of, mm-hmm. like, my body doesn't, like, I like to do stuff, like, go do stuff at these events and stuff. But if I'm, if I'm just sitting in here, and I don't know what I would do if I didn't have like my phone or my right. iPad, because my mind, like, it would, my mind would wander, yeah, more than it needs to. You got to keep your brain busy. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason, like, like I have to work out every single day we have a show. If I don't. Then I sit around, I watch the news, I get mad, I start stressing about things that I need to be doing at home, and so I've got to take that time to go block everything else out and just focus on, you know, moving weight or doing things like that. Yeah, and and kind of like I went, I hung out with Gary LeFue for one, Mm -hmm. for a little while, and he said, there's a lot, like, during the week you can think about bull riding as much as you want, Mm -hmm. but the days you ride bulls, think about, go, put. you got to put your mind somewhere else, because then... We're not, we can't, once we climb down in the bug and shoot, we can't think about it. It just has to happen. So. It's interesting because I wonder, 
I feel like that's the only sport that is that way. And I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe the UFC or MMA. Yeah. But I think that like football players have to think about it, especially going into a game day. Like you have to think about every yeah. single route that you're going to run or what the defense is doing. Where here you're saying the exact opposite. Yeah. Blank slate on game day. Yeah. Cause I mean, like we kind of, we sometimes we, like I do look up my bulls and I see, I kind of know what they do. And I think that's good to a point, but at the right. end of the day, they will. They woke up. They, you know, they do their own thing today. They'll make a liar out of you too. Yeah. If you think they're going to do something every time, yeah, for sure, you don't control them. Yeah. Um. Do you feel pressure? Like uh, that, like, hey, and I know you're young. You haven't done this uh, a long time, but you've you've been in some pretty pressure cooker situations already. Like, like, does it get to you at all? I think pressure, it's good to a point. Like, you kind of put pressure on yourself. Like, when I first came back, I don't think I... I kind of just thought, like, all right, I'm going to come back. I got eight events to make it happen. I didn't put no pressure on myself. And that kind of... Pressure pressure makes you work harder, I think, kind of. It's something to kind of push you. So then it was my last exemption before... I moved in back into the top 35. Right. So I kind of, you need to put a little pressure on yourself to keep you going the right direction you need to go. It's funny because like when I said that, I had even, I had forgot about this year. Honestly, my mind was going last year, mm-hmm. fourth in the world or whatever it was. Like, like what is that like as a 21 year old kid to think, okay, I got a, I got a, I got a chance to win a world title here. I'm still pretty new in this in this company in this organization and like had a chance. Yeah. And like kind of right at the end like big thing that I've learned this year is like I d- I rode with a torn shoulder last year mm-hmm. and some problems with my hip and I Which was started doing- piling up towards the end of the year. Yeah. Like I think admittedly you would say those injuries started to to really play a factor at the end. Yeah. And they did like I was sore and stuff, but I chose to get on. Right. So if now when I choose to get on sore, that's a choice I made. So there's no excuse for that. Yeah. So where last year I was sore, so I'm not saying it was an excuse, but I wasn't. Now if I'm sore, I'm still going to be working out on Monday and Tuesday, you know, when I need to, where then I was just like, all right, I'm just going to let this feel better. Right. And now I'm kind of, you choose to got you chose to get on with that pain or that soreness. That was your choice. Now you have to keep working to be better. It's not a sport where you can be hurt or or injured and baby an injury during your ride. Like yeah. like you have to forget about it. Yeah. I, like Shane Proctor right now. Uh, I see Shane every day at my gym, and he's dealing with the shoulder, and and he's got a tendon that's back behind his shoulder or underneath a bone or something where it doesn't. It's not, it's not working right. Yeah, but he had a goal in mind, and he said, "You know what? Forget about the pain, and forget about all this stuff. Like, this is what I want to do." And what I love about him is, every time he nods his head, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, like you don't get a sixty percent Shane Proctor. No, you get a hundred percent every time. It might cost him. It might get him hurt, or it might get him to his goals. I don't think, and I see this sometimes. I don't think this is a sport where you can worry about an injury. If, if you're hurt, stay home. Yeah. Like if it's going to affect the way that you ride, stay home is the best option, right? Yeah, for sure. And like I saw St. Shane at Calgary. Yeah. He just broke his foot and he's he walking around. Off. Yeah, he was, I, yeah. He was walking around in like a little mm-hmm. knee boot thingy yep. to keep the weight off his foot. And, you know, Shane's one of the toughest guys going. Yeah. And, uh, deceptively tough you don't look at him and go man he's just a big tough (laughs) guy but he can deal with some stuff man it's crazy his mind is incredible yeah for sure so anyways you're walking around calgary and saw him up there well yeah we were out in the same set and everything so we were getting ready and he'd come like walking over this little pick kind of looking thing and and after the first day uh, the commentators said something about he was walking over there and with that well he didn't walk around with that the rest of the week right yeah (laughs) and Um, and I think that's just kind of, he doesn't want anybody to know, like yeah. he, he doesn't want anybody to say, well, he bucked off that cause he's hurt. Yeah. 
That's it's it's not part of it. Yeah. It's not in the equation, man. Yeah. It's like if if you get bucked off, you get bucked off because you got bucked off. Yeah, not because you chose to get on with that injury. You're you didn't you weren't thinking about that injury during the ride. Hundred percent. Like you showed up with a job to do. Do the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Yes, sir. Because. Has any bull rider ever been 100% healthy? <laughs> no. I mean, we say that every once in a while. Oh, he's back and he's 100% healthy. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Something's hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, come back, I didn't realize like you had eight events. Is that what it was? Yeah. Make you the get, finals? Eight, well, no, eight exemptions. Eight exemptions. Is that okay? To be on, and then it's you have to, we have to start all so over. So you had eight injury exemptions yeah. from when you had surgery at the beginning of the year to... Which, which, what did you do? What did you do? Or at the end of last year, I mean. Uh, I had my rotator cuff, my labrum, and then a tendon fix in my shoulder. And then um, I had my labrum, and they shaved my, reshaped my in your femur. Hip. Yep, my hip. Um, At the same time? Did both of them at the same time? Or? Uh, no. Uh, the shoulder was the day before Thanksgiving, and the hip was February 9th. Okay, so a couple of months in between. Yep. So... When that's all going on, do you ever think, I mean, are you sitting at home thinking, man, I got to hurry up and get back because I got to try to make the finals or anything like that? Or are you just, are you the type of guy that says, I got to let this heal? Yeah. I kind of got had to let it heal and then smart. get everything feeling back to where it needed to be. Smart. Real smart. Because that's not the case with everybody. Yeah. Um, but I love how you show up and what? Was he, was he tough to keep? He wasn't ready. Oh, oh, he, okay, so so he doesn't think you were ready to come back. Yeah, he, Is that the case? He don't, but, and maybe. Let me ask you, how do you feel right now? I feel good right now. You? I've kind of, um, in Deadwood, like my hips started bothering me again, I think. Yeah. Um, and I've been kind of working with some trainers, and, um, and I'm feeling better. But I have never really felt like I did before all this happened yeah um but i'm feeling not back to normal i'm feeling good right now well i mean in all honesty you should feel good because it hasn't been that long ago like do you remember where you were at like a few weeks ago i think you were out outside of the top 60 right yeah and all of a sudden it was like you show up boom hit a lick boom hit another lick yeah and then all of a sudden it's like oh Okay, well, he's he's going to be in Vegas. Like, and to me, felt like it happened like that. I'm sure it wasn't that quick for you, was it? I wouldn't say it was that quick, but kind of once stuff started turning around, once I went around the bend, it, yeah. it is a nice road on the other side. Yeah. So we're what two weeks from Vegas. Obviously, that's you know the next thing. Well, I mean, try to try to win today, try to win next weekend, but the finals pays what like 300,000 or something this year. Yeah. Man, that's a pile of money. Yeah, that that definitely helped me out. That's not a not a bad week to go in and and from what we're being told last world finals in Las Vegas for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Do you care about that at all or I mean is for me Vegas is still a big thing. Yeah. Like it's a big deal. And yeah. and Texas is great. It's going to be so much fun. We did AT&T Stadium last year. We'll be at Dickey's Arena. Uh, moving forward in May, but but for me, like I spent my whole career wanting to announce in Vegas. Yeah, like that's what I wanted to do, man. Yeah, and that's kind of the same. Like I grew up watching Justin McBride, those guys compete in Vegas yeah. for world titles, and and the NFR, the yeah. NFR is in Vegas. Vegas is just where champions are crowned. That's right. That's kind of, and I think, um. I think new stuff is always better too, you know. Right. It w- will be eventually, but it's just the way we th- the way we're thinking about it. I'm sure people said the same thing when the NFR moved from Oklahoma City. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of the old people will remember, <laughs> you know, when it, when it moved from Oklahoma City like, "Ah, why would you why would you take the NFR to Las Vegas? There ain't no Cowboys in Vegas." There's there's always that one thing and yep. so so I'm sure Ten years from now, we're going to be having the the conversation. I can't imagine it being anywhere other than Texas, but but for me right now, I'm I'm really looking forward. I said it last night, man. I can't wait to get in T-Mobile Arena, but I know that on Sunday I'm going to go. Damn, I wish we had another week here yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, like, I, there's just something about it. Yeah, uh, yellow buck and shoots or black buck and shoots. Like like which which is which is. What did you want to do? Did you want to be at the NFR? Did you want to be at PBR finals? Both. Like, what was your your goal? I wanted to be at both. I think. Yeah. 
Um, I think they both give a different kind of, they're definitely a totally different energy. Um, mm-hmm. Being in the Thomas and Mac and being at um, AT&T or um, T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah T-Mobile. Yeah. Uh, but kind of, I, I wanted to make the NFR and that's kind of when I was riding bareback horses consistently and um, then I wanted to be there yeah. more. But I think I wanted to be the best bull rider and that was being in the PBR at the PBR finals. I just feel like the bulls are always the best and the riders, you know, see, I love that answer because it's all about the craft. It's about the sport for you. doesn't matter what organization it is. And, and not that that's a bad thing. Like I love chase Doherty chase made the NFR, but he said his dream was to be at the PBR. Yeah. You know, he's accomplished both. And I, I think that's awesome. Like, I, I will be, at the Mirage during the NFR, and I'll be the happiest guy in the world watching Sage and JB and Shane and the guys at the NFR. Like, like I love it. That Thomas and Mac for ten days in December, yeah, pretty special. Yeah, pretty stinking special energy. Yeah, and I think, um, like just being in Vegas during yeah. both of them. I think it's both. Like I enjoy going and watching the Bulls buck during the PBR finals, watching the ABBI events because I enjoy watching how these bulls are progressing as well. Um, and I think that's cool. And we got some, it's crazy how athletic the bulls are. Yeah. What's a bull that you haven't been on that you want to get on? Is there, is there one? Um, there is, I just can't think of one right off the top of my head. What's, what's, Oh, I haven't been on Whoopa. You haven't. I, I want to get on him. Every, every, seems like everybody's enjoying him lately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wouldn't you know what that wouldn't be a bad one to uh, to draw in Vegas. Yeah, no. I think you could be 107 points when we're at the finals yeah. on that bull. Yeah. I really do. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you ever just sit back and watch those rides sometimes and just go, "Oh, man." Yeah. Normally I leave like like last week or whenever Dalton rode him. Yeah. Like normally I get right out of there, but I knew Dalton picked him in the short round and I stayed and watched it and it, and it was definitely worth watching it. <laughs> so if you if you don't make short round, you don't stick around. Like it's not unless it's like, I something guess special. something special like that. Yeah. Um, I just rather get back and yeah, yeah, um, get away from it. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad, not a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, everybody that draws Wupa, I just want to see what happens. Yeah. I I will look back someday and go, you know, that ride with Jose, like it was cool for me because. I was on the mic. I yeah. got to be there in yeah. the front row. Like I, I had that picture printed off and I'll have Jose sign it and it'll sit in my office forever. Yeah. I just think it's one of those moments where it's like, man, I'm glad I was there. Yeah. Um, go, go back. Okay. So high school, national high school champion, bear record rider, Canadian champion bull rider, which I, I still think is crazy because you're an American. <laughs> um, we always had that argument going up to Canada. How can, how can the Canadian champ be American? Well, you did. Yep. You're from New York, so you're basically honorary <laughs> yep. Canadian, right? Yeah. Yep. He talks with a little <laughs> bit of a, a Canadian accent. Yeah. You. Um. What year was nineteen? Uh. Yeah. Uh. And you had just hit a few of them. Yeah. Went right. to the northern, like, or to the eastern events. The ones that were closer to home. Yep. Closer to home, and then, um, and then just there's. I mean, at any of the finals, there's so much points yeah. available at the finals, and it. I didn't even really think going up there that that it was even kind of a chance, right? Until re- kind of towards the end of it. And then um, you've made the NFR, you've made the PBR finals, and it sounds like there's really like two things you haven't done, and that's win the finals and and win world title. Uh-huh. You're so stinking close last year. Yeah, like like you were in the hunt. Um, next year. You can get the finals in November. Yeah. You can get that world title next year. I, do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I think, like, that's my goals. That's what I'm working. Yeah. That's what I, you know, that's what drives me to wake up in the morning and yeah. go do stuff. That's what what makes me tick, I guess. Yeah. So I love it, man. Um, wrapping things up here, we, you, you mentioned Dalton and Wupaw. I want to talk about you specifically when you look back. And, I, I mean, I know there's going to be – a thousand more of these but is there a ride in your mind that sticks out as like your favorite ride that you've done probably my favorite ride would probably be on i'm legit too yeah yeah where at um 
don't know where it was. Maybe St. Louis. <laughs> sounds, sounds like every weekend for us. Yeah. But, but it was a big one? Yeah. It was, um, I think it was, it might not be my highest mark ride, but it was probably what I would mark my highest mark, yeah. mark ride. The most like impactful ride. In, yeah. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any of them, I mean, we talked about Jose, but like, is there one of those rides where you look back and you go, man, I'm glad I was in the building for that one? Somebody yeah. else? I mean, I would say that for um, when Jose rode Wupaw and then when Dalton rode Wupaw yeah. too. It was it was pretty cool. And Boudreaux. Yeah. Golly, man. Like, like that Bulls helped so many like of our buddies yeah. kind of put their name in the books of yeah. like all time. Like, yeah. We're always going to look at those scores. Yeah. Um, big, big win. What What's your biggest win of your career or the one thing that like really sticks out is like the top of your resume? Um, it would probably be win in Chicago just cause I've kind of struggled to put consecutively like a whole week yeah. of good bull rides on. And that was the one week I rode went yeah. three for three. So, and perfect on the weekend and, mm-hmm. and just kind of that cement me as a, yeah. a guy that can win every weekend yeah there you go good man good well uh healthy ish yep <laughs> all right what do you got tonight um captain morgan i have no idea what that is do you i think i might know it's a paint bull with he's a big bull of mike miller's he's has a halter but i can't remember if it's him oh, everybody's got halters now yeah all these bulls are show, show, with show bulls i got a feeling i got a feeling that uh sam didn't have all his bulls haltered Going to rodeos, did he? No, no, he didn't really care about the bulls too much. <laughs> <laughs> he cares about them horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all, of course, the Bronx had halters. Um, that's funny, man. Well, I, thanks for taking the time to do this. Sorry, I was late. <laughs> no, it's all um, right. But thanks for saying more than yes, sir. <laughs> I really appreciate that more than anything. Um, last thing, if people aren't already, where do they where do they follow you? I know you're on Instagram. Yeah. But like, how how do we find Dalen? Uh, Instagram mostly, I think. Okay. Instagram. What is Facebook. it? At Dalen? Um, at you don't even know, do Dalen you? underscore Swearingen. Is that what it is? I th- underscore? I think it's under Dalen underscore Swearingen. Okay. Think. You obviously, you need somebody to do your social. <laughs> um, man, there was, there was one other thing I was going to ask and now I don't even remember what it was, but okay. At Dalen underscore Swearingen. We'll do this again sometime. Uh, yes, cool. sir. Thank you. All right, man. I appreciate it.